Section 24 of Gray's Anatomy, Part 4. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Laurie Ann Walden. Anatomy of the Human Body, Part 4, by Henry Gray. The Meninges of the Brain and Medulla Spinalis, Part 1. The brain and medulla spinalis are enclosed within three membranes. These are named from without inward, the dura mater, the arachnoid, and the pia mater. The dura mater. The dura mater is a thick and dense inelastic membrane. The portion which encloses the brain differs in several essential particulars from that which surrounds the medulla spinalis, and therefore it is necessary to describe them separately but at the same time it must be distinctly understood that the two form one complete membrane and are continuous with each other at the foramen magnum. The cranial dura mater, dura mater encephaly, dura of the brain, lines the interior of the skull and serves the twofold purpose of an internal periosteum to the bones and a membrane for the protection of the brain. It is composed of two layers, an inner or meningeal and an outer or endosteal, closely connected together, except in certain situations, where, as already described, they separate to form sinuses for the passage of venous blood. Its outer surface is rough and fibrillated, and adheres closely to the inner surfaces of the bones, the adhesions being most marked opposite the sutures and at the base of the skull. Its inner surface is smooth and lined by a layer of endothelium. It sends inward four processes which divide the cavity of the skull into a series of freely communicating compartments for the lodgment and protection of the different parts of the brain, and it is prolonged to the outer surface of the skull through the various foramina which exist at the base, and thus becomes continuous with the pericranium. Its fibrous layer forms sheaths for the nerves which pass through these apertures. Around the margin of the foramen magnum, it is closely adherent to the bone and is continuous with the spinal dura mater. Processes The processes of the cranial dura mater, which projects into the cavity of the skull, are formed by reduplications of the inner or meningeal layer of the membrane, and are four in number, the falx cerebri, the tentorium cerebelli, the falx cerebelli, and the diaphragma celli. The falx cerebri, so named from its sickle-like form, is a strong, arched process which descends vertically in the longitudinal fissure between the cerebral hemispheres. It is narrow in front, where it is attached to the cristagalli of the ethmoid, and broad behind, where it is connected with the upper surface of the tentorium cerebelli. Its upper margin is convex and attached to the inner surface of the skull in the middle line, as far back as the internal occipital protuberance. It contains the superior sagittal sinus. Its lower margin is free and concave, and contains the inferior sagittal sinus. The tentorium cerebelli is an arched lamina, elevated in the middle, and inclining downward toward the circumference. It covers the superior surface of the cerebellum, and supports the occipital lobes of the brain. Its anterior border is free and concave, and bounds a large oval opening, the incisura tentorii, for the transmission of the cerebral peduncles. It is attached, behind, by its convex border, to the transverse ridges upon the inner surface of the occipital bone, and there encloses the transverse sinuses, in front to the superior angle of the petrous part of the temporal bone on either side, 
enclosing the superior petrosal sinuses. At the apex of the petrous part of the temporal bone, the free and attached borders meet, and crossing one another are continued forward to be fixed to the anterior and posterior clinoid processes, respectively. To the middle line of its upper surface, the posterior border of the falx cerebri is attached, the straight sinus being placed at their line of junction. The falx cerebelli is a small triangular process of dura mater, received into the posterior cerebellar notch. Its base is attached, above, to the under and back part of the tentorium, its posterior margin to the lower division of the vertical crest on the inner surface of the occipital bone. As it descends, it sometimes divides into two smaller folds, which are lost on the sides of the foramen magnum. The diaphragma celli is a small circular horizontal fold, which roofs in the cella tersica and almost completely covers the hypophysis. A small central opening transmits the infundibulum. Structure The cranial dura mater consists of white fibrous tissue and elastic fibers, arranged in flattened laminae, which are imperfectly separated by lacunar spaces and blood vessels, into two layers, endosteal and meningeal. The endosteal layer is the internal periosteum for the cranial bones, and contains the blood vessels for their supply. At the margin of the foramen magnum, it is continuous with the periosteum lining the vertebral canal. The meningeal, or supporting layer, is lined on its inner surface by a layer of nucleated flattened mesothelium, similar to that found on serous membranes. The arteries of the dura mater are very numerous. Those in the anterior fossa are the anterior meningeal branches of the anterior and posterior ethmoidal and internal carotid and a branch from the middle meningeal. Those in the middle fossa are the middle and accessory meningeal of the internal maxillary, a branch from the ascending pharyngeal, which enters the skull through the foramen lacerum, branches from the internal carotid, and a recurrent branch from the lacrimal. Those in the posterior fossa are meningeal branches from the occipital, one entering the skull through the jugular foramen, and another through the mastoid foramen the posterior meningeal from the vertebral, occasional meningeal branches from the ascending pharyngeal, entering the skull through the jugular foramen and hypoglossal canal, and a branch from the middle meningeal. The veins returning the blood from the cranial dura mater anastomose with the diploic veins and end in the various sinuses. Many of the meningeal veins do not open directly into the sinuses, but indirectly through a series of ampullae, termed venous lacunae, these are found on either side of the superior sagittal sinus, especially near its middle portion, and are often invaginated by arachnoid granulations. They also exist near the transverse and straight sinuses. They communicate with the underlying cerebral veins, and also with the diploic and emissary veins. The nerves of the cranial dura mater are filaments from the semilunar ganglion, from the ophthalmic, maxillary, mandibular, vagus, and hypoglossal nerves, and from the sympathetic. The spinal dura mater, dura mater spinalis, spinal dura, forms a loose sheath around the medulla spinalis, and represents only the inner or meningeal layer of the cranial dura mater. The outer or endosteal layer ceases at the foramen magnum, its place being taken by the periosteum lining the vertebral canal. The spinal dura mater is separated from the arachnoid by a potential cavity, the subdural cavity. 
The two membranes are, in fact, in contact with each other, except where they are separated by a minute quantity of fluid, which serves to moisten the opposed surfaces. It is separated from the wall of the vertebral canal by a space, the epidural space, which contains a quantity of loose areolar tissue and a plexus of veins. The situation of these veins between the dura mater and the periosteum of the vertebrae corresponds, therefore, to that of the cranial sinuses between the meningeal and endosteal layers of the cranial dura mater. The spinal dura mater is attached to the circumference of the foramen magnum and to the second and third cervical vertebrae. It is also connected to the posterior longitudinal ligament, especially near the lower end of the vertebral canal, by fibrous slips. The subdural cavity ends at the lower border of the second sacral vertebra. Below this level, the dura mater closely invests the felum terminale and descends to the back of the coccyx, where it blends with the periosteum. The sheath of dura mater is much larger than is necessary for the accommodation of its contents, and its size is greater in the cervical and lumbar regions than in the thoracic. On each side may be seen the double openings which transmit the two roots of the corresponding spinal nerve, the dura mater being continued in the form of tubular prolongations on them as they pass through the intervertebral foramina. These prolongations are short in the upper part of the vertebral column, but gradually become longer below, forming a number of tubes of fibrous membrane which enclose the lower spinal nerves and are contained in the vertebral canal. Structure The spinal dura mater resembles in structure the meningeal or supporting layer of the cranial dura mater, consisting of white fibrous and elastic tissue arranged in bands or lamellae, which, for the most part, are parallel with one another, and have a longitudinal arrangement. Its internal surface is smooth and covered by a layer of mesothelium. It is sparingly supplied with blood vessels, and a few nerves have been traced into it. The arachnoid. The arachnoid is a delicate membrane enveloping the brain and medulla spinalis, and lying between the pia mater internally and the dura mater externally. It is separated from the pia mater by the subarachnoid cavity, which is filled with cerebrospinal fluid. The cranial part, arachnoidea encephaly, of the arachnoid, invests the brain loosely and does not dip into the sulci between the gyri, nor into the fissures, with the exception of the longitudinal. On the upper surface of the brain, the arachnoid is thin and transparent. At the base, it is thicker, and slightly opaque toward the central part where it extends across between the two temporal lobes in front of the pons, so as to leave a considerable interval between it and the brain. The spinal part, arachnoidea spinalis, of the arachnoid, is a thin, delicate, tubular membrane loosely investing the medulla spinalis. Above, it is continuous with the cranial arachnoid. Below, it widens out and invests the cauda equina and the nerves proceeding from it, it is separated from the dura mater by the subdural space, but here and there this space is traversed by isolated connective tissue trabeculae, which are most numerous on the posterior surface of the medulla spinalis. The arachnoid surrounds the cranial and spinal nerves and encloses them in loose sheaths as far as their points of exit from the skull and vertebral canal. Structure the arachnoid consists of bundles of white fibrous and elastic tissue intimately blended together. Its outer surface is covered with a layer of low cuboidal mesothelium. 
The inner surface and the trabeculae are likewise covered by a somewhat low type of cuboidal mesothelium, which in places are flattened to a pavement type. Vessels of considerable size, but few in number, and, according to Bokdalek, a rich plexus of nerves derived from the motor root of the trigeminal, the facial, and the accessory nerves, are found in the arachnoid. The subarachnoid cavity, cavum subarachnoidiale, subarachnoid space, is the interval between the arachnoid and pia mater. It is occupied by a spongy tissue consisting of trabeculae of delicate connective tissue and intercommunicating channels in which the subarachnoid fluid is contained. This cavity is small on the surface of the hemispheres of the brain. On the summit of each gyrus, the pia mater and the arachnoid are in close contact, but in the sulci between the gyri, triangular spaces are left, in which the subarachnoid trabecular tissue is found, for the pia mater dips into the sulci, whereas the arachnoid bridges across them from gyrus to gyrus. At certain parts of the base of the brain, the arachnoid is separated from the pia mater by wide intervals, which communicate freely with each other, and are named subarachnoid cisterni. In these, the subarachnoid tissue is less abundant. End of section 24